Yeah, RUF roadblock. And then to my left, I could see <laughs> the campfire. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting here for like 20 minutes just taking out scabs. And they're like shooting me in the glass and stuff. And then eventually I see a guy run down <laughs> to the campfire and he's just he's just crouching, sitting there. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is it. This is my opportunity. And boom, headshot. I'm like, oh, dude, that felt so dirty. But I got <laughs> I got the shooter board. <laughs> Welcome to Scab Talk, an Escape from Targot podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a uh, video editor for a content creator named Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber, helping you guys get better at the game. And uh, welcome to, I think last week I said it was the last Scav Talk of 2021. I was wrong because because <laughs> it was a Sunday and then this one's a Friday. So it is the 31st of December. But I guess when everyone's listening to it, it'll actually be 2022. So yeah. it kind of is the last one, maybe sort of not the last one. I don't know. What, what, whatever you, what, however you want to categorize it. But um, how's your week been, Judge? What's been, uh, what's been going on in your world? Pretty good, man. Staying busy, staying busy. Doing the old YouTube editing grind as they do do these things. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, you guys have been super, super busy, honestly. Um, like, I've seen all the content that Erwin's been pumping out. It's been absolutely insane. Yeah. It's it's a fun time. It's actually pretty crazy because we hit 500? No, sorry, 50k subs on 500 subs. That'd be insane. 50k subs on YouTube. And the, I mean, just the wipe, sorry, the wipe just brings in so many more eyes to everyone, honestly. And um, yeah, it's great. And then we had drops. His drops day was yesterday, and that was insane. I think pretty crazy because the turnout was pretty impressive. Like I heard before he got raided, he was like at two thousand viewers, and then he got raided by someone and it bumped him up to like four k um yeah i think i saw him at like three and a half yeah crazy man and it's honestly insane 24 hours I was like dang what a hero dude i i i don't think i would ever do i've just heard like they just zap your life out like it's just it's i've heard it's not worth it but <laughs> i guess like it's funny i was um i was watching uh, some of pestily's stream just because it's kind of like you know have it on the yeah. background and you hear kind of what's been what's been going on in general and mm-hmm. uh it was his it was his day anyway and i think he was talking about how most content creators would probably prefer to have two separate drops for themselves on like 12 hour cycles or something because everyone kind of feels obliged to do 24 hours because yeah. you get like a day of drops and it's just like well you don't really want to like waste your opportunity and you want right. to be there and the whole time and stuff um so yeah but it's just like because everyone feels kind of compelled to do it it's just not it's not really very healthy yeah and uh but so many people do it because it's like yeah I, you know, you, you have it and you don't want to like, yeah, you don't want to just like, you don't want to waste it or whatever you feel sure. like, you know, you need to like maximize, maximize the opportunity. Um, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I guess it's funny because I, I mean, I mentioned it like right at the end last time. So I'll yeah, we'll talk about it right at the beginning this time because my day is on, um, on Thursday next week on the 6th and I've been toying with it a bunch about like what to do and stuff and like mm-hmm. i can't like it's like randomly like thursday in the middle of the week and stuff like i i can't i just don't think i can do 24 hours stream. i just don't think it's even like really practical the problem yeah. is it's not like i can do most of it it's fine and uh, i've kind of like made some arrangements to kind of maximize it as much as possible but the problem for me is like that like 2 a.m to like 
10 a.m. the following because like so, so it's all based around um i think it's like is it like 1 p.m moscow i think is like the timing like day to day something like that but that translates back to like 10 a.m for me okay and so so the issue the issue there is that like i can't just like you know in the u.s you could finish like a late one whatever and like you start like really early and then you finish at like 5 a.m the following day and then you like crash right. and sort of have a normal day for me like the final push is like two in the morning till like 10 a.m <laughs> which is like really awful because then it's like yeah. it's just like horribly straddles over two days um and it just like it just doesn't really work so i don't think i'm going to be on the whole time i would actually i would actually quite like to i would like to try it but um, i'm gonna go like i'm gonna go like late into the evening here to try and capture as like much of the kind of u.s evening as possible and then just like die and then have to like go about my usual business on friday somehow which is going to be how it's going to go but um it's going to be super exciting i'm like i'm actually a little bit scared (laughs) because You know, I don't like. I don't stream that much, and yeah. like seeing all the numbers in people's channels, I'm just like, oh my god, you're looking <laughs> fine, dude. Uh, like it's actually nuts. Like I'm, I'll never have streamed for this long ever before. Like not even like mm-hmm. it's gonna be like over. It's gonna be like over. It's gonna be probably like three times as long as I've ever streamed in one go, and to like potentially way more people. Like it's it's gonna be nuts, but I'm I'm super excited about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Um, and just like, yeah, it's just so good to see. There's a lot of, I know there's like server issues and stuff. But it's just nice to see so much positivity in the Tarkov community, people enjoying themselves, you know, people getting like crazy numbers and putting stuff up on, on Twitter afterwards being like, dude, this is like super, super insane. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's really what this week has been, right? This, this week has been drops. This is, this is the drops week <laughs> and, um, everyone's just been focused on drops and, and, uh, and all of that. I mean, it's quite funny, like in terms of the actual drops themselves, I think they've been quite lackluster, I think is the, the way that the community's well, kind of seen it. Cause, uh, yeah. I'm glad. It depends. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm also glad because they didn't want to break the economy, right? Yeah, yeah. And give people like tons of good stuff. Um, maybe it went a bit too far the other way, I don't, I don't know. But I think yeah. it's, like, I think it's yeah. fine. I don't know, it's, it's all right. You know, people feel entitled to free stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got like... I think I got a Scar L, a short one from one drop, which was like, eh, okay. And um, I think I got like three H2Os. I haven't been like super on top of claiming drops. Um, like I think I saw there's like a Chrome extension that will like automatically clean the drops for you because it's kind of like you yeah. got to sit there, wait, then once you're, once you're eligible for the first drop because there's like three different tiers i think there's like three commons three rares and one legendary i want to say and you have to like accumulate watch time but once you get that watch time then you have to claim it otherwise it doesn't count towards the next drop is my understanding so like i said i haven't really been on top of it because just drops have never really been my type of thing um except for some of the the, the like the the twitch pack of armor and twitch headband i like i like the cosmetic stuff because i think that's kind of cool like, especially if it was permanent like if you get like a permanent twitch dropped armband or something i think that'd be pretty cool but um anywho yeah the, the dude the servers were pretty rough there for a little bit and i i heard like reddit was on fire too the front page was, uh, was just... on fire the same as the talk observers yeah <laughs> Which they did address, and um, I thought it was a pretty good solution, in my opinion. They put a, I don't know what you call it, like a, a queue time? 
you time to log in to actually log into the game. Which yeah, I think exactly. I think what was happening is people were getting their drops and they would immediately want to claim the drop. So they would try to log in. And especially during like peak hours, like four PM Eastern time in the US, like five PM, like somewhere in that like time frame is kinda of like peak hours. And <laughs> there was so many like back end errors going on because I assume like like I said, people were just trying to claim their drops, so there's like all this traffic going in on the back end servers. And people's inventory was getting deleted, dude. There was like people couldn't like buy anything. You would load try to load a mag and it would take like two minutes and you would load a single mag and like it was a complete disaster. And then they implemented the uh the login queue and it's like all of a sudden everything was like boom, like magic. Now granted, some people were in like a two you know, a <laughs> twenty thousand queue. But at least once you got in, the servers were actually stable because people were crashing. People's inventories was getting scuffed. Like it was it was actually pretty bad. And from my understanding, it's like I said, it was just a back in there. Not necessarily like Twitch drops is to blame, like Twitch is to blame or something. I think it kind of came at like um, an unfortunate time because I think they actually had like a critical issue with one of their back end servers. like towards the beginning of twitch drops which sort of pushed everything back so i don't think it was necessarily twitch drops themselves but i don't think that helped um just with as you say lots tons of people just like logging in and and that kind of stuff what's funny like and what i always find strange is that quite often the game servers actually run quite quite well it's usually like the item server that's completely overloaded exactly like i guess it's complicated and um yeah especially with people moving stuff around and like the one that annoys me the most is you like move stuff and you move one thing into something that it already thinks there's a slot in for and then it goes and just pulls you back to the front page and you go back in yeah. and everything's like reverted back to the yes. way it was because you made some kind of invalid move which is super annoying and then um, i know that actually nikita came on reddit and posted something just saying like did see that everything's yeah. on fire but we're fixing it you know da, 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 that kind of stuff which is like it's good it's good to see him um going with that i did see there was like some unfortunate people who were um, especially kind of like smaller and mid-tier streamers who were kind of they were streaming and then they had a problem which meant that you know there was like well their scav was like scuffed and so you know you get like you just have the background and there's no options so you have to alt f4 out and then go back in but then it's like oh 20 000 person queue and like 30 minute wait time to like get back in oh, like, oh my god like in the middle of their stream and stuff which is kind of kind of annoying but um yeah i mean look i guess it comes with the territory just being a very very busy time it's early wipe everyone's involved plus drops like everyone's on at the same time claiming yeah. that kind of thing so yeah it's been pretty it's been pretty crazy um but you know like i think i think the worst thing because you you mentioned very like briefly you touched over it the worst part was when they were actually having those critical back-end server problems and they had that notorious thing which i think maybe has happened in the past but has come back and it's very rare because obviously they'd never want this to happen but you know i i was actually watching pestley when this when it occurred right where you like you go into raid something happen like you die or whatever let like you extract whatever but there's some problem and then you you come out and there's an error you come back in and your character's just completely empty. And whatever you went into raid with was totally deleted, including everything out of the secure container. And that happened to so many people. And they lost like sick cases full of keys. Presley lost all of his lighthouse keys along with a load of other ones. Because you just assume that it's, you know, you put whatever in there because you never mm-hmm. lose it. Um, and so many people just got a whole sick case of stuff deleted, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, that was probably the worst one, but that was, uh, I think, for a very short time. And they like, solved that but i think there's quite a few people who just never got that back i don't think anyone's um well some people did after like they played like another two raids or something and relogged and 
I don't know, redid their files and stuff and got it back. But there was definitely some other people that it just, that was it. It was just lost into the ether, which is pretty, uh, which is pretty bad. Um, I know there's some people who were kind of taking a breather just to wait for everything to stabilize so they didn't get their stash eaten by trying yeah, to go into raid. No. That was me. I was like, I'm going to wait till like 1 a.m. my time to like do a few quests because I don't want to take any chances right now. Yeah, it's um, it was bad. So but look, otherwise, it's it's fine. I think, um, you know, things are we'll see. I hope I'm hoping that by the end of next week, by the time we get to Thursday, then things will have like stabilized and everything kind of be in a good spot or something like that, which will make me you know, pleased that it kind of wasn't earlier in the cycle. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, the uh, I guess the in-game, the exciting in-game update, which no one was expecting, except apparently Nice Guy from you know many years ago, and apparently it was mentioned <laughs> at some point that it was potentially coming, but like no one knew the timing. Was um, yeah, they just like randomly did airdrops in the middle of uh, people streaming with with Twitch drops, drops for drops, I guess <laughs> you, you could say. But it's quite cool because you you know you've got like everybody watching, and then they like randomly put these airdrops in on where was it It was like woods and um i think maybe on lighthouse as well i think it's all uh, the outdoor maps mm, yeah so i think the first couple were like on those and then they've kind of put them in on all of them so all the outdoor maps now have them and that's that's really cool have you seen any any clips or i guess like has anyone managed to grab any i'm not not sure like you visited any yourself so yeah he was streaming and then dude this is hilarious he was inside resort and then he just hears this loud noise and he's like, what, what the hell is that? And then it just keeps getting louder and louder. And he starts kind of, you can kind of see him like panicking. So he like gets in the corner and he's like hitting escape and his console button by mistake. And then he like disables VoIP because he thought it was like a cheater abusing VoIP, like flying, fly hacking or something. And then he realizes it's not that. And he goes outside and he sees the plane just flying over and he's like, what the hell? And he sees it drop. So he goes out, he tries to find it, and then another one flies over and drops like right on top of him. And it's got, dude, it's got like scars in it, dude, all this loot. Like, dude, oh my God, I I was like omega stunned that they did this. Like, I was not, like, I, I remember them like a few, I think it was back in like 12.9 or something. They were talking about, um, you know, the idea of doing like maybe some streamers are like putting it out there. And then like the next podcast they did, they had like a render. I think nice guy had in this video of like a, a big care package that had like a parachute falling over it type of thing. But man, that was just like, dude, I cannot believe they did that, man. That really caught me by surprise. Exactly. I think like the, the thing for me was like, the clips of people who like running up to them for the first time on the first day and they like open it up and you know when like the case appears and it's basically like a thick <laughs> items case size and it's all like gray unsearched items and yeah. everyone's like what oh my god and it's like such an enormous quantity of items it's so cool i've not actually visited any myself because with everything being busy and stuff like and, and yeah midweek whatever like i've not yeah. been uh not been on enough to actually go and grab one but uh, yeah i've seen i've seen other people uh getting them and stuff and it's like yeah it's it's, it's cool it's really cool i think now they seem to have like turned it down a little because i know they were like running them like you know it's almost it was like two every raid or something and yeah uh, yeah it'd be nice if it just continues on and then it's kind of like something that happens every now and then it's a bit like a boss you know in some sense it's like a 20 percent chance or 15 percent chance i don't know what kind of the right spawn rate is for them but 
it's kind of it's kind of cool it makes like a point of interest you can make a point of interest somewhere that's like not the main points of interest on the map and it's something random like this is the kind of stuff that's the that spices the game up and keeps it interesting kind of in the mm-hmm. long the long run right it's like this is very much in kind of like the the pubg playbook because you know the pubg is very sort of drop centric um or at least it was when back when i played and it was you know that was always like the exciting thing like our oh, jobs coming in and you, know, you go in and it's like has the best stuff in it um and i think that's cool and it gives them a mechanism to deploy some of this high tier stuff like some high tier ammo because you, you know if you imagine if you've got yeah. like 200 rounds of like um 7n40 or like m9m5 or something it's like not really any other way to get that other than slowly picking it up in like 12 right. 16 like a box of 30 whatever but like you can actually get like a big block of like one type of ammo that lets you run something kind of meta for like a certain period of time and then it's and then it's gone um that seems kind of cool to me so long as it's not yeah so long as it doesn't overwhelm the the economy with like high-end stuff but i don't think it will with that kind of rate and the fact that it's kind of like you know fight to the death over it it's um yeah no it's, it's neat it's neat it's, it's good. really cool i want to talk about some of these things you discussed but i want to sort of speculate on how it functions because my, what i heard is that multiple streamers at the exact same time in different raids in different raid times got the drop so the theory is that it's global, um, which is super interesting if it's global, because kind of like the, you know, since the raids are very static in that you have set spawn locations, there's a set timer, you know? So like if you were designing this, you know, you may be like, okay, in between 25 minutes and 15 minutes, you know, it's going to drop a drop, right? Like that's the spawn chance. Um, so if this is like, global then technically it could like happen at the start of the raid it could happen like it could literally happen anywhere within the raid which makes it a lot less you know cheesable because i don't i don't think you would want it to have as i was describing a set parameter of timers because once that once you start to you know after playing and gathering experience and data you start to get an idea of like okay now's the time you know the airdrop event can happen let me go to these set locations that I think it might, you know what I mean? That's the other part is like, how does it work as far as it dropping or like different spawn points? Is it like, it is it random? Could it lay on top of a, an inaccessible building, like on top of customs, like there's a random warehouse. Like, I, I don't really know. I, I probably think it's the, the first one, but what are your thoughts? I, so my thoughts, and this is pure speculation on my part, but I would guess that the very first one um, and I don't know whether it was just the first one or whether some of the others were combined as well. But I know the first one, as you're saying, was kind of like a global thing in all raids. I think they probably would only do that the one time because it was like the big reveal. And it was kind of like every streamer has got an air drop all at once. And everyone's like, what is this? And the whole community is just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I think that was kind of like a marketing that. stunt in some yeah. ways. because And it actually uses, interestingly, it uses exactly the same technology as the Halloween event with the moon over the shoreline, you know, everyone going to raid and oh, there's something happening right. at the same time on all maps. Uh, well, not all maps, but all all instances yes. of that map, regardless of time, whether it's day, night, whatever. And it's like switches. If it's day, it goes to night, night, day, and it happens at the same time for everyone. So it's actually the same as that. It's the same technology, which is kind of neat. I, I, just, I just don't think that it necessarily, like, they could continue to have them be global. I just don't think they need to. And I, I don't see any reason to. I would like it to be fairly random as to when they happen mm-hmm. and 
maybe even go so far as to kind of push it towards like the end of a raid maybe sure um i'm not sure so like you know it can't happen in the first 15 minutes say so there's like a reason for people to stay but you don't want it to be kind of annoying and people go well it just takes too long and i can't be bothered um so i don't know maybe maybe just random is good maybe random is good you know if you just so happen to be in there in like 45 minutes right at the end and then it suddenly drops and you're like oh and there's no one else here so i just get the get the loot it's cool yeah. sometimes it happens at five minutes and there's like a huge battle royale at the beginning i actually don't mind that honestly i actually yeah. don't mind that i think that's fine it being a bit random i think it's cool but uh yeah i think i just i feel like it's going to be randomized per raid i don't really see what having it global from here would do but i think it was awesome that they did it for that one yeah and it shows sure. you again that they have the technology to do events like that all at once and to kind of surprise us all simultaneously i guess this is what nikita was talking about when you were saying you know there's things that are coming in 1212 that i haven't told you about and that i want to surprise the community and, and this is the kind of stuff that he's referring to which is neat so that would be what i think would happen with it and yeah i think it'll be something like a 15 percent chance to spawn in any raid and that it'll be varied as to when it might appear um and it's just kind of random and instance specific i would guess yeah, we'll that makes see. sense. I think there's like, I saw somebody, I can't remember who said it, but um, somebody made a really good point about it, which is that it actually makes Shooterborn in Heaven quite a lot easier on some <laughs> maps where people don't really go on, you know, in the out, on sort of some of the outside areas. It gives mm-hmm. you much more like opportunity. There's a reason for people to be in like in those open yes, exposed places, absolutely. which is actually kind of neat. It kind of like sets up more of those fights that yeah. don't really exist most of the time. Like people tend to like scuttle around through cover. You know, most people like, but pretty either they're experienced enough at the game to you know broadly how to like people people just don't run through open fields usually right they they do sometimes but not usually whereas this gives them a reason to go and expose themselves it's like a risk reward thing again so yeah um you know it's like on reserve when you're wandering around you're like oh well, there's no one above ground or everyone's in buildings it makes it like very difficult to actually kill anybody whereas this is like oh well i know somebody might go there but they know that i know that they're going to be going there so they know i'm going to be watching so it's kind of like this funny sort of you know who, who's going to go for the who's going to go for the crate is it you know a bit like yeah. going into sawmill when back when woods was much smaller and there's like the whole thing's just snipers lined up around the edge and you're like just <laughs> need to plant your gold chains you're like please and there's like you know five people with uh, flares back then with like ninety thousand. honestly to think back to those days is actually a bit horrific you remember do you remember that when like there was like yeah. really early on in my play when woods it was like obligatory to take like, yes. a clear with you um Absolutely. and they were like eighty thousand rubles it was it was nuts but um no i don't we're gonna just have to see how it plays out so maybe i will actually complete you to born in heaven so i've i did it i did it two wipes and i've just never bothered since after getting kappa um i just haven't bothered doing it i just like if it happens it happens if not then no worries because i don't i don't usually do much sniping but this would kind of incentivize me to go and think about it a bit more because it's 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 better than it's better than just like sitting in a spot and like waiting forever i just hate that i just just find it so boring whereas this Uh, is kind of like oh you know you can even if you don't want to go for the job it's like oh well i might be able to pick someone off at the job and um yeah saw saw a bit of that on people's streams and stuff so yeah it'd be be, it's gonna be cool i'm gonna see how it plays out i don't see any downside to this feature (laughs) i also probably will be doing shooterborn myself i'm not sure why but uh, this I feel like this wipe I'm gonna be playing the majority of it. Um, I just feel like there's so much. It's just such a better wipe, in in my opinion. For uh, continue, it just so many things have changed. It just feels so fresh to me. So I want to get the most out of it. So I'll be doing Shooterborn, in which I already did. I've gotten two kills on customs, and one of them 
I'm not exactly proud of, but you know, hey, it's a, a ratty rat world. I was sitting in at, at bridge at the bus bus stop, um, in inside the bus. I mean, and I was like just high enough, or like to my right, I could see the the um, what's that exfil called? Oh, with the light. Yeah, is it RUF roadblock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. RUF, ro- yeah, RUF roadblock. And then to my left, I could see <laughs> the campfire. Campfire. <laughs> So uh, I'm sitting here for like 20 minutes just taking out scabs and they're like shooting me in the glass and stuff. And then eventually I see a guy run down <laughs> to the campfire and he's just he's just crouching sitting there and I'm just like, oh my god, this is it. This is my opportunity. And boom, headshot. I'm like, oh dude, that felt so dirty. But I got <laughs> I got the shooter board. <laughs> Honestly, and, I I think anything goes to shooter board in heaven. I really do. Yeah, I mean it well, I just it's just unfortunate because it's like, uh, the quest is just like, how can I, how can I get exactly a hundred meters away and have players come through with traffic? You know, because you need, you need, you obviously need not only do you need hundred meters, but you need the traffic, you need the players, the opportunities. So it's like either at the start of the the raid is like been usually my go to, and then at the end of the raid, it's always like you remember on interchange when back when that was shooterborn heaven. Oh my god! Literally every time you go to Embercom, it's like Mosin shots going off constantly. Anyways, long long tangent, but um, yeah, what we're talking about drops, dude. I love this edition, man. I just like just like you were saying. I feel like it just it's gonna add so much dynamicism. Is that a word? To a, to the rain. I think it is to the rain, and the what's great about this with like the culmination of the other changes they did. So the drops themselves, like like as you said, they're just a massive loophole, and it's like rigs, armors, helmets, um, glasses, uh, food, ammo. Like it's just this insane, like random loot, like uh, a ratchet wrench. Like it's just all types of stuff. Right. I saw someone got a, um, the the couch, the broccoli bag, the giant backpack, the raid backpack. They got one in there. I was like, what? So keep that in mind. And then also keep in mind that a lot of this stuff is banned at the flea market. The, some of the big backpacks, some of the helmets, some of the, so this is like, like you were saying, kind of like that PUBG thing, where it's like, man, this is some potentially some high tier loot that's in the raid. It's not like you, you once you're done with the raid, you you just somehow acquire this high tier loot. Like you have to actually get it, use the weight mechanics, get out with it, and then you can use it in another raid. Like it's, I love that because it's so much more interesting, and it's not just like, all right, I've grinded the RPG system now. I just get, you know, I get the good stuff all the time. It's just not not my favorite thing in the world whereas this dude it just makes it so much more interesting and as you said it's like a like a cat and mouse game or like a 3d chess or something it's like you know you could sit there and like play overwatch at the at the drop and then you kill the guy that's like looting it and then some other guy kills you who was overwatching you (laughs) it's just like this crazy thing i i think it's great man i'm like i'm i'm so excited to experience this i haven't had the opportunity yet like it did happen in one raid but um i was getting shot at when i was like trying to chase down this one team i i don't know what happened that was a crazy thing because i was still playing on like my side of the map i was like on big red side i was just killing scabs with the the aksu and um yeah i don't know what happened right so i had to like cut my losses just say okay you guys can have that drop (laughs) i'm gonna just get out of here 
But dude, man, this is like such a crazy change, man. A crazy addition. I, yeah, I think it's so good. I mean, it's it's what you said, right? But like you go in, you grab the thing, you have to use the, the weight mechanics and leave and stuff. And then like, because uh, because of the way the economy has changed, like you have to use this stuff or sell it to the trader. Like you, it's not like you're going to be going, well, I've got all this stuff. Like I really want to use it to just like sell it all on the flea and make a million rubles. Like, no, it's like you can't sell the catch backpack. You can't sell the high tier ammo, right? You've got to either decide to keep it in your stash, like use it in a raid, whatever, which is, it's so much better in that way. It's so much better in that way. I think, um, did we talk about this last time? I don't know when I got, got a, one of the Scar H's and mm-hmm. um, I think maybe we did talk about this last time. I don't know, but it was like, yeah, I got one of the Scar H's and brought it back. I was like, oh, I'm going to sell this on the flea, blah, blah. And then everyone was like, oh, well, you, you, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I can't do that. So it's like, oh, fine. Well, I'm not going to sell the trader. Okay, well, I'm going to use it then. And it's just like the immediate change in psychology of like, I'm going to take this out and sell it straight away because I'm not going to use it versus like, Oh well, okay. No, okay. Maybe I'll, I guess I'll just use it now then. And it's like that's just so different. And people using the high end armors and um, and ammos and whatever, and not just like churning it economically because like it's it's just the best thing to do. It's the most obvious economically profitable thing to do if you're playing in that kind of like sort of min maxi economic way. But what do which, you do with the money? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you could use it. You could sell to a vendor. You could sell to flea market. So. You're saying the flea market was the obvious choice. What do, we, what do you yeah. do with the... Why is it the obvious choice? Well, it was the obvious choice before because in my mind, you know, you've got a... There's a, a there's kind of a, a chart of like utility versus versus cost, right? And it's kind of that thing of, you know, you go okay. if you go for best in slot item, you maybe get one extra ergo, but it's like three times the price. So if you go for the second best, right. then you can buy three of them. And that's the thing. It would be, it'd be like for me, I'd be like, well, if I find... I don't know if I find like a killer armor mm-hmm, in raid, mm-hmm. I'll probably sell that and buy like two and a half redutes instead. You know that kind of, that kind of thing. So it's like you. min maxing your loadouts based on that. And the same thing with like you know sell the M nine and five by fifty five A one instead with sure. it. That kind of stuff. Whereas like that sort of downscaling because I I used to do that. It was kind of the I I normally I, I put most of like especially towards the end right. So when you're on the progression like treadmill is a bit different because you're sort of scaling up and buying things for the hideout and whatever where that's the better option you, you sell the expensive stuff and you just buy stuff for the hideout um whereas like when you're at the end it's like okay well i'm still wanting to like min max my loadouts but i'm kind of like buying stuff in that's in sort of the 80 to 90 percent region of like the best stuff in the game but never the stuff that's like right, you know, right. the absolute like best 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 it's like okay right. here's the things that get me like they get me close to a meta loadout but like literally half the cost um and that's always where i'd like end up sitting myself just because like and you know what honestly i probably could afford the more expensive stuff but i just like i like the decision making of trying to pick those loadouts that are like super efficient you know going okay well i basically have the utility of a meta loadout but without spending that money it's just like it's just pleasing to me Um, but, but now it's like well now i can just like use that stuff like freely because I don't feel because I well I, that choice has been taken away. It's gone now. It's like yeah, it's gone, and so it actually makes the game kind of more. Um, it gives it more variety, I would say, in in some ways. It gives it more variety. There's less choice. It gives it more variety. Yep, that's bizarrely. interesting. Bizarrely, because like you could kind of make the you could make the correct choice every time with the flea. Whereas now you don't have the ability to make the choice anymore. So you just have to use what you're given. And I think that's overall an improvement. Yeah, I, I kind of 
feel differently. I just feel like having less yeah. options is because now I like you're, the you're idea basically of having to make do with what you get. You know, I do as well, but in the same vein, I just feel like you you have you cut out an op like basically what we're I think what we're saying is the previous options you had there was one clear winner. Now you have two options: sell to the vendor and use it and there's probably one clear winner which is using it most of maybe i don't know like some of that stuff may not be accurate i'm not i'm not too sure but kind of my fear is that right now it feels good but and we talked about this last week and we got tons of comments on it um as the white progresses when new players start joining in they're going to be at a larger disadvantage than before because they can't sell that, you know, meta parts, meta gun, meta gear, top top tier, best in slot stuff to other players um, to buy more budget friendly stuff for them. So they're kind of like, I don't know, it, it's I don't really like that because they have essentially have one option, which is use it, but they're new. So like they're not going to get the most value. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think you can really fix that, right? Because new players just have to learn, and they have to, they have to learn the hard the yeah. game and stuff. They got to learn anyway, so they're yeah. gonna, you know, they're gonna get stood on either which way. So use it, not use it, kind of whatever. But as we said last time, like I do agree that once players can freely buy all the stuff from the traders, then it's an, it's an issue, and the trader scaling is also an issue because yeah. a lot of the mid tier stuff. You know, I was looking through some of the items, right? And it's like the Scarrell. If you buy it from the trade, it's just like super expensive. It's crazy. And it's yeah, like the it it's, it's insane. Like the price is insane. No one uses it because we said before, market forces previously were driving the prices. People were buying the, the good stuff was really expensive because everyone was buying it. So it kind of leveled yeah. out, right? Right. Whereas now we're reliant upon static traders. So um you you get kind of stuck. So we'll see. We'll see. I I think like, yeah, I think it's gonna be a bit awkward later. And um sure. we'll just have to see what happens. But again, yeah. like most of the people, like when I polled my community, and I will admit that there's a selection bias on people responding, right? Because typically sure. people who are in my community, well, I would imagine are probably a, generally a lower level. Not, not maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't actually know how much of a bias there is there, actually. But given that it's like mostly tutorial stuff, you imagine it's, right. there's a higher weighting of new players, let's say. Yeah, I get you. And so... Um, but you, even still, you know, there's a good proportion of people who just didn't make it to max traders. And I think yeah. that that will continue to propagate through this wipe in that people are using class four and the ammos that beat class four, you know, it's going to be the BT, the, the M856A1, the M80s, and then 6B3TM and, uh, and, and all the other stuff um, in that armor class. Have you, by the way, this is like, well, have, let, let me let you respond to that first and then I'll move on. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much agree. Pretty much, yeah. Only anything to say. Cool. Yeah, we just have to see what happens. But no, what I was going to say is, have you seen the two new Class 4 rigs? Oh, I have, actually. I took one off a player. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Because there's two. So there's the MMAC, and then there's the Strand Hog. This one had a 2x2. Two two. You put, like, a Grizzly in. Strand Hog. Yeah, that's the bigger the, one. Yeah. 
and that one's a thorax and stomach because i've been yes. actually looking through them and then um, sneak preview i've like basically done another armor thing um because i think like i was waiting to do level four anyway and a couple of people i, I was i was actually not going to do it like that's why i just didn't do it and mm. a few people were just like oh can you do level four as well and i was just like just buy the 6p3 tm and everyone was like <laughs> No, it's more, more to it than that. And I'm like, is there? You know, because like, I yeah. just kind of skip over. I like get to like four. No, I, I just you. like got to class four, do the 6 p 3 TM, get to the flea, and then I just buy like level five after that. Where now, like now you can't do it. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, everything's changed. Like maybe this is valuable now. And um, and it's good. Actually, the, the MMAC, I think, is a real contender for the 6 p 3 Okay. Uh, like it's it's very, very close. Like it depends. It's sewing kit and the ripstop, I think. And you can do the barter. And you do the barter at Ragman, 3, uh, Ragman 2. So you get it at the same time. Oh, um, and it can I be like fifty-five to sixty k, and it's it's a rig, and it's got more. Uh, I actually actually have the uh, the stats here because I go through everything right in yeah in yeah the video obviously, but like so the six p three tm is an effective durability of seventy three, and the MMAC is effective of uh, eighty nine. So it's a little bit better. Huh. Um, and for basically the same price, and it's polymer, so it repairs like crazy crazy well. Um, it has less debuffs, so seven percent ergo rather than fifteen percent on six p three tm, which is actually the worst. Six p three tm's ergo debuff is really bad. Um, so it's actually it's actually pretty good. Um, it's actually pretty good, and it's I think it's got I can't remember what the space is in it actually, but it's got it's got more space. I think it's got more space. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's actually it's actually really neat, and I'm because it's on it. because it's on Ragman two, that's when it yeah. makes it like a real contender, you know? Because right. the Spandog's actually it's actually weird because it's got. More, it's like 45 durability rather than 40, but uh-huh. because it's made of aluminium, it actually has 75 effective. So it's actually worse, but it's at Ragman 3. And when I was looking through it, because like, it's one of these things, like when, and this is the same with pretty much all my videos, like I kind of know what I'm going to say mostly mm-hmm. when I go and do it. But when I actually do it, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And, oh, this is funny. Because like, you, you never quite go into that much detail, right? Otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is funny because there's actually quite a few random level, like class 4s that are on ragman 3 and you're like really like this is bizarre so like the strandhog's on ragman 3 the mmac is on ragman 2 and you're like well this doesn't really make sense it probably maybe this should be the other way around i don't know um and there's even like which one is it? it's the 6b23 2 one of the ceramic ones which is like awful and that's on ragman 3 and it's like 75k it's like who's gonna buy this and this is that's the problem with the static stuff right because like no yes. one buys those things from ragman and they're too high a level so it's just silly it doesn't make sense um but it's cool i yeah mmac like i think I think it could be a real contender. It's, um, really... it's not like it's not, it's not miles better, but it, and it's thorax only, so it's kind of a different meta. You probably don't want to take it to factory, but it's you know if you if you want to be playing against rifle people firing at you with single individual bullets, then it's kind of more meta than the six B B three in that sense, right? If you're not getting like magnum buckshot in the stomach, if you're playing like woods, if you're playing maybe mm-hmm. customs, but like, depends where you are. But like if you're outside like roaming around outside right. of shoreline and whatever like it's then it's potentially better um hmm. yeah it's, it's it's interesting interesting because it's going to be so like class four is like the game everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah it's the new the class six pretty well <laughs> yeah until some people get some higher traders then then definitely um i, I mean really... there's a bunch of people with troopers around still as well which you know they're good but it's still class four you know Dude, if I see a trooper, I am yoinking that and staying in the stash till I get max traders and can do the ragman barter. Because that's like, dude, that thing's so valuable, man. And it's like three by three in your backpack. Oh man, I for that reason, I just can't bring myself to run a trooper 
you know even if i found it i'm just like i'm gonna hoard it <laughs> like no no shot dude yeah it's um, almost a shame that it's part of that barter right right yeah I, I feel the same the uh i was gonna say i really hope that they you know try dynamic or yeah dynamic trader pricing again because i feel like that would just like kind of slowly like creep those different like what is there like 20 is there like 25 different class four armors there's there's so many there are well, i can tell you there are 14 no shot 14 including chest yeah. and rigs yeah okay 14 yeah there's quite a few the there's 14 a lot. is a lot to be fair. yeah it's a lot not as much as i thought but a lot but i i just feel like you would have like all like if they had them like it could slowly slide into like their appropriate pricing it just make it so many it'd have so many more choices instead of just like oh this armor's crap it's overpriced oh this armor's you know it's just yeah i had this kind of funny idea about it i was like you know i I know that trader pricing in the past like hasn't worked because basically like broke the salewas and stuff but i was like (laughs) i was wondering i was just like hmm i wonder if you could do something just really basic like you know, I guess like it's oh, it's actually not that basic. It always ends up being so complicated. But I was thinking like, you know, if a certain number of players or if something goes out of stock, then on the next reset, it ticks up by whatever, something, some really small amount, you know, some yeah. like very small amount. So that it ends up going up until it stops being out of stock, that kind of thing. But then it's like, then it's based upon the actual amounts. And again, if people aren't buying enough of something, then maybe you take it down. I don't, I don't know. But it, that's the problem because the supply... You're just missing the supply side. That's the that's the issue. And yeah. It's like, well, it's about like who's buying it and about how much is on the trader. But it's like right. you have to set what's on the trader. This is this is the problem. You end up having to set too much stuff. It makes it very difficult to let it stabilize because you didn't let it stabilize by definition. I think they will need to fail a couple of times to get it right. Which you know now's now would be a good time to do it because we're still on the beta stage, but. They could do it post release, but um yeah, I mean I think part of the issue with what Pastilli did was that back then you could buy from the traders and resell in the flea market. So he was yeah. flipping he would just buy all the sales and then flip them for maximum. I don't even remember like I would have to pull out the video. I don't even know if it's on his YouTube channel still, but it was that was the day that he got a phone call from Nikita. He was like, you need to get rid of the money. I don't care how you do it. Get rid of the money. Because he had like just an insane amount of money. Day one of the life. It was hilarious. He had like literally billions, I think. I can't even tell you. Yeah, it was insane. It's nuts. It's actually they, nuts. But since that's not a thing anymore, you know, you can't mm-hmm. flip from traders. I could see something like you were describing, like, you know, um, you would have like a trader set stock, and then if it goes out of stock, the trader's like, "Okay, I need to get more." So he gets like a little bit more, and then uh, maybe he also increases the price a bit. I don't know. Like I, I could see it something like this going, and then they maybe they could do it too, where it's like, you know, if an individual party buys, you know, let's say five percent of the stock, then his or, or uh, how should I say this? Let's say he buys a lot of something and you would say, okay, we're only going to count 5% of what he bought. You know what I mean? Like, in, like basically you set it up to where an, an individual actor can't 
buy a ton of stuff that heavily affects the system. Like it would be like, we would recognize, okay, he's willing to give him credit for X amount, you know, not this insane thing that he bought for, you know, that way yeah, someone that's... couldn't just like go and buy, you know, like a shotgun and just buy a, a all of them from Jaeger just to be a dick and then raise the price of shotguns to like, you know, a million rubles. Yeah, that's why I was thinking that it, it should be something very slow and very progressive because then it wouldn't be worth anybody. Like, you, you wouldn't have enough dash space to actually do it. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be able to buy enough to make it work. It would only be across the whole player base. So how about this? So so okay. rather than like rather than changing stock, BSG, for better or worse, right, we're just going to take it for granted that BSG know how scarce they want certain items to be. They okay. have trader limits on at the moment. Again, for better or worse, we're just going to kind of take that concept as a thing, right? So they okay. say, I think somebody was, was talking about M61 that's come back on, and I think it was supposed to be a bug that it wasn't on Peacekeeper, but now you can buy, I think it's 30. I think it's 30 M61 per reset, right? So BSG, they kind of they kind of know how much they want to limit the supply of certain items. Right. Fine. So given that that's like our, our premise here, then you could just put, then you could put something in very simply saying, if it gets completely sold out, the price increases by... 10 rubles or something depends what mm. it is maybe if it's an ammo it goes up by you know a different amount if it's an armor or, or whatever sure. right? but you just have something very basic so if it gets sold out it goes up by 10 rubles and it just it just keeps happening over and over again until it stops being sold out and then on the other side you say okay well if people are buying like less than you could even make a really small number like less than 10 percent of the stock of a particular item it goes down by a certain amount yeah and then that's key so eventually people will go huh okay this stuff's getting really cheap you know this it's bad but maybe it's worth it you know, because there comes a point where it's like, um, it's like the old adage, right? It's like, there's no bad products, just bad prices. That kind of thing. <laughs> so, you know, if something's yeah, free, sure. if something's free, you will use it, you know? Um, so there's like, there's a price, there's a price for, for all of the items. It's just, where is that level? And so without, yeah. in the absence of a player um, economy, you're going, okay, fine. Well, we want to, the tool that we want to use to scale the economy is is the scarcity. And we're going to set the scarcity. And then from there, everything else should follow. But it, it should be slow enough that it would happen over a period of, you know, a couple of weeks or something. So it wouldn't be like you can just buy full stash worth of like double barrel shotguns and then sell them back right. for five times the price. Like, that's just not the way it's supposed to be. It's, you know, it's, it's per reset that it gets observed. It slowly ticks over time and the economy slowly stabilizes to where it should be. Yeah. Um, that would, that would seem to be sensible to me and you could make it really slow at first just to see yeah. what happened because it wouldn't sure. really affect anything if you made it slow enough. So that to me, that would be an interesting test. I think that would be kind of cool given that we're now moving away from the regular market forces um, mm -hmm. You're still you're you're still then tapping into market forces, yes. just not direct price, because you're saying, well, we're using player activity and what's popular and what's not popular, and then that's going to implicitly calculate the price functionally in some fashion. Um, so you kind of get the benefit of market pricing of people buying things that they like and not buying things they don't like, which feeds through without having to have people actually set the prices. So that could work. Um, but I, I don't know. I doubt they implement anything like that. But we'll see. I think that could be kind of a fun, yeah. a fun thing to try. I think it's better. It what? They could even do it just for a couple of items. Yeah, that's true. I I think it's better than hiring a a fictional prepper to sit at his desk and play with prices. <laughs> like Nikita actually talked about that. <laughs> I know that would be like Airwing's dream job, but that just oh man, that's like so bizarre. Could you imagine just having like? Yeah, you're so you're Jaeger, you're Prepper, you're therapist, 
this is what you guys do all day just sit here in the office and just you know adjust pricing like that would be that'd be so bizarre that'd be so uh, weird um i like what you said about having prices also lower based off you know the quantity being bought being low because that's always kind of bothered me is like even like packets for example it just stay at a fixed price i think they're like 30k which is like kind of like that feels really bad especially late wipe if you're playing just feels really bad and because and then it's even worse because like you think you unlock the flea market and they're being sold cheaper and like maybe by like a 1000 ruble cheaper like it's never or it's like a damage pack it's like never really in the players like the the new guys interest doing late wipe so i would i that'd be cool too like could you imagine like pm pistols being like 2000 rubles like super late in the wipe like that'd, that'd be game for that like unlimited yeah, can you imagine PM, and you PM could even put like a run. minimum cap right yeah you could say like an item cannot go below 25 percent of its starting price or something yeah like, you yeah could for sure caps on. but yeah you imagine that right it's like you get to the end of the wipe and packers are like really cheap pms yeah. are like super cheap all the shotguns are like the basic ones are like dirt cheap and so you you start in in the that actually that helps right because all of the good items and all the stuff that's like on the high traders whatever they've all gone picked up they and scale up and up. yeah and all of the bad items have all gone right. down, and down and down and so you end up like the chads and all the experienced guys are paying more and more and more and all of the new guys coming in are paying less and less and less yeah that's like that's fantastic i love that mechanism that's brilliant yeah yeah they've, i didn't that, even think about that 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 would be a huge thing um because i know nikita's talked about this it's uh, what it was a very recent podcast i don't know if you caught it but he was like he was saying how he wants the game to be approachable no matter when they're in the wipe stage um which i love because it's like that's always kind of been a thing it's like hey you know the wipe happens should i play tarkov it's like yes yes but then you see like you know hey i'm thinking about trying this game you know should i wait till the wipe blah 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 and it's like uh I want to say like it, it, yes and no, you know, it's like a hard thing to be like, yeah, you should play now and, and enjoy getting, you know, shit stomped in dorms <laughs> trying to get your jacket. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You're going to love this game. Like it's, it's such a hard recommend. Like it's always, I always say like, there's no experience like early wipe experience. So like the sooner you can get in on the early wipe, the better. Mm. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, don't get me wrong, right? Pack is being half the price. You're still going to die. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? like, yeah. You're still gonna die. So it's not yeah. like it breaks the game or anything. It was, sure. it was quite funny because um on one of my other more recent ones I was going through the different weapons and stuff, and uh somebody commented on on the channel and they were like, Oh, the uh MPX is uh you know outclasses the MP5, like who would have thought it? Like slash S. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, dude, but like they cost the same price when you include the mags, like that shouldn't happen. I was like, I hear you, I get you, right? Like this is not a surprise to anybody that the MPX is better. But like it's a little bit it's you know, fifty dollars more or something. Mm-hmm. And if you buy three magazines, then you save like forty dollars with the MPX. So I was like, the two loadouts are like identical in cost. Like why would anybody buy the MP five? It doesn't make like it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's no it's just silly. So you're saying that the MPX mags are cheaper than the MP five mags? Yeah, so like half the price. I didn't know that. What? That's actually really funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. And they make and the MP5 mags are actually really quite expensive. They're like yeah, they're thirty nine dollars each, I think. Yeah, thirty nine dollars. Yeah. MPX mags are like twenty. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And and three and three mags, like it makes a difference, dude. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah, like sixty yeah. bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, and it means that the two guns are basically the same. And then you get like, what do you get? Like a four grip rail automatically for the MPX. You get a rail on top. You don't need to buy the mount. Right. Right. You know, like it's it's like it's a complete no brainer. Fire, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it actually starts with lower recoil, like the non SD version, obviously. But the 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 base MP5 is like got a higher recoil than the MPX stock out of the gate. Really, that's so, also interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, like I, I get it exactly. I was like, I get it. Yes, the MPX is better. Sure, that's fine. And I did say that. Okay, but like. It shouldn't be the same price then. Yeah. Right? That's, that's like, what's, otherwise, yeah. what's the point? Like, yeah, for sure. There is a yeah. lot of stuff like that. Like, there's certain grips that are like more expensive, but worse stats than like other ones. Like, I can't think of any specific ones, but it is kind of like, why is this like this? You know, or, you know, yeah. Same yeah. with like. It'd be cool because, like, sorry, what are you, you going to say? I was going to say, same with like, there's a stock. I think it's the, the Baslick stock. It's like cheaper um, than some of the other stocks that you unlock later, and it has better stats. Like it's such a weird, I don't know. It's, 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 it's definitely the, some of those. The pricing balance to like performance is like kind of seems like it wasn't perfectly distributed. But what were you gonna say? Yeah. Um. No, it's just uh, just gonna continue on about yeah how this differences in in uh in the various trader levels and stuff and this kind yeah. of mechanic would help because for sure get that kind of rebalancing you know automatically and it'd be a slow grind towards something sensible and people might not notice because it's quite slow people are gonna have to continuously be looking for yep. stuff so there might just be stuff that's cheap and you go oh well, look at this this no one's bought from this guy for ages and there'll be hidden gems and things which is actually kind of cool another cool factor they could take the data from that wipe like oh this something interesting happening here we saw like a, an increase in in price and then a decrease we could like you know maybe like the you would sort of like see these grips that are like unbalanced mm. balance themselves out and then they could take that and be like okay well we need to we can clearly see that there is an issue here let's adjust the pricing for this next cycle so that way it will make a little bit more sense like i there, there's so many pros dude like nikita please it's actually like the more we talked about it like i didn't really think about this too much i was like just musing about it very very generally but now we've kind of fleshed it out i actually think that's kind of cool and i don't think it's really that difficult maybe there's some problems with it i don't know but um it's it sounds like slow and steady it might actually work well quite, quite yeah nicely. just as an experiment i think difficulty might be a little bit an issue but like purely as as an experiment they could do it on the ets too man like just for like a, a month um maybe a couple of weeks i don't think they do ets that long but it, i don't know man it stuff like that i love like this the testing you know i want to be a part of this the testing like like we're now we're testing this current economy and so far i'm enjoying it man i'm enjoying it it's, it's definitely been interesting to say the least i did notice that I was doing doing an AK. This is a bit of a random topic, and then we'll get back to the usual program. But I did notice that I was building an AKS 74U, and I was looking at some of the stats for like the heating and cooling. And I'm a little upset that you can't see it in the modding screen. Um, I guess disappointing. Like an overall. Like if I yeah exactly like if I have to manually exit out of the modding menu, open up the inspect menu of the gun like each individual part that affects the heating and cooling and then add them in my head, um, which is like, and then is it addition or is it multiplication? I don't know. So anyways, yeah, it's pretty interesting because the, the AKS-74U, there's three handguards, right? There's the default, there's the, sorry, four handguards, default, 
the one that you need for gunsmith. B10, uh, the, is it? Yeah, something like that. And then there's the Goliath, which no one knows about or uses. And then there's the XRU one, the one from Mechanic. I like the Goliath one. It makes the gun look really ugly. <laughs> I like it as well. I've always been a fan. I mean, it it's kind of bad because you can't put a lot of muzzle devices on it, but um, what's always bothered me is that Goliath handguard and the the B B ten handguard or B eleven whatever it is, they're like the same price, same performance, but the Goliath is just objectively worse because you can put less muzzles on it. Like, sure, you got more rails, you can put more flashlights, but no one really does that. Like, that's not a thing, okay? It's just not. I'm sorry. So now with the heating and cooling stuff, they are different. So the I think the Goliath has, I can't remember, one has more heating and less cooling, and the other one has more cooling and less heating. And, and from what I understand from your video is that heating is sort of the acceleration of the, the muzzle getting hot. And as the gun yeah. gets hotter, it becomes less accurate, and then it starts increasing the, the durability burn, the maximum durability burn. And then cooling is sort of that downtime, like, you know, as it decelerates down. And what's yeah. interesting is you could prioritize one or the other, right? And you have sort of like, okay, well, this one's going to be more for like really low on the cooling, um, sorry, really low on the heating side. That way I can, you know, full auto more, but it's going to take longer to cool down. Or you could do the opposite, have one that's like, you know, it's got really high heating but it has like really good cooling. So you sort of go for like these precision shots of like your, your suppressor and it's not eating up that durability stuff. I, I kind of liked it. I mean, I don't, I don't think it matters all that too much. Cause we're talking like, you know, two, 3% differences from what I saw, like the suppressors for, for that gun were all pretty much like 14% or like 14.5%, like, you know, like 0.5% difference. It, it, it was kind of a letdown, but, Nonetheless, yeah, I don't think it's like that much. That's the kind of almost the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it it is it's turned out to be interesting because I was like, huh, okay, so maybe I should do this instead of that because this gun's really crappy and you know I'm going to be full autoing a lot. It's probably not shooting anyone across the map from a with this crappy gun. But um, yeah, dude, uh, cool stuff, man. I've I've I still haven't had a jam yet. I don't know about you. Have you had a jam? Uh, no, I actually haven't. Um, I don't yeah. really tend to use the scav weapons, to be fair. Yeah, anyway, that's I'm just the big like, usually buying 100% stuff. The only ones that I use scav ones for is the shotguns, because I'm just not firing that many rounds, so it tends <laughs> not to happen. Um, mm -hmm. But it's quite funny. I think I mentioned last time about how I've been using the uh, the AKM with the big old drum on it, and I haven't yes. had any fails feed with that either, surprisingly. Um, yeah, I mean... It's 100% AKM, to be fair, but I am using the big, the big drum, but I'm not spamming either. I'm not, I've not been in any, like, crazy full auto. So I've had, like, you know, I've probably fired, like, 40, 45 mm -hmm. rounds. Like, start the barrel starts, getting to red, something like that. But that was about it, like, a point, point blank. Otherwise, I've been kind of using it more as, a, like, a big old, like, I don't know. I'm not even sure. It's not. It's not really a DMR. It's just kind of because I've been like shooting scouts. I've been doing like Punisher, so yeah, been shooting scouts on shoreline, and it tends to be yeah. from a bit further away. And I've had a few close encounters where I've ended up going full auto, but either the guys died through half the magazine, or I've died through <laughs> half the magazine. So it's never really ended up being a problem. Um, 
Like, you know, when you have 75 rounds of PS, like someone's going to die. Yeah. Hopefully it's not you, <laughs> but usually if you, got, if you get 75 rounds, like it, it's pretty cool because the, the, the recoil on that guy is actually insane. It's, it's honestly, with the new recoil system, it's crazy. So what I'm doing now, I don't even worry about having a one times. So I just have a laser and, and then a scope. Good. I don't even worry because like as soon as I fire, it's just like I can't see the picture anyway. Yeah. So it's, they, they're gone. They, whoever it was, they're gone. So I'm just like, well, it's laser for point blank and, that, and that's it. But so that's the gun that I've actually been using more than anything. And I'm, yeah, I've not had any fails to feed at all. So I'm still yet to have a, a malfunction that needs to be like properly cleared this wipe, which is kind of kind of odd. It is odd because I'm, we might have talked about this before. Or I might have mentioned it. I, I kind of like I'm. Uh, weapon jams i'm not really a big fan of just because you know it, it's just it's like an aren't you're rolling for a critical failure in my opinion so it's just like ugh. you know what i mean it's not a it's not a critical damage it's just a critical failure and i don't know not i, I anyways <laughs> now the magazines the drum mags they have a failure chance to feed my assumption would be that that does not calculate into that 93% threshold because it's not really related to the gun mechanic. You know what I mean? Like it, well, it kind of seems like it'd be separate, right? I was just, honestly, I was just thinking about that as I stopped speaking. I was like, actually, yeah. hmm, I wonder. But Nikita said that the 93%, the 7% safe zone only affects the overheating mechanic. So if you don't overheat the gun, I don't think you get any malfunctions, including fails to feed. I think. Wait, wait, wait! I that's, thought it was the opposite. What he said, anyway. It's over- overheating. You can if you overheat the gun within the seven percent, you can get a you can get a malfunction. Yes, but everything else overheating is... does count. I think everything else is fine, and because my know. weapons aren't getting below ninety three, that's probably the reason why I'm not seeing any any malfunctions at all. Yes. Do I like that? I don't know. It's quite nice to know that I've not had any. And I don't know, in some ways, I feel like maybe the system is working as intended, right? People who are like thrashing the ever-loving crap out of their guns take some of the debuffs. People who are doing a full auto of maybe 30 or 40 rounds and that's it. And then they're like in a situation where they let it cool down, aren't seeing these problems. It's kind of working as intended, no? This whole point was like to stop people from just like mag dumping multiple 60 round mags, that kind of thing. So me sure. just like trundling around, firing like maybe 30 at most. It's not really, you know, it's not really the intended person who it's targeting. So I know it's not necessarily like realism or whatever, but like that was kind of the, the whole point of this to try and dissuade people from going super crazy with, with these guns. I feel like maybe it's working then. Maybe. I mean, I've seen Landmark using some drum mags on a on a vector. But what's more interesting is he's not using a suppressor. Uh which is omega interesting, and I suspect because it heats up the higher rate of fire, like both the nine mil and the the forty five, he wasn't using suppressor. I suspect because of the high rate of fire, it just eats up that durability so much that you would be in that jam zone, either the below the seven percent threshold threshold or the overheating mechanic jam. So yeah, because you're that's eating into that durability like super fast. If you use yeah. something that's like you know. What's the uh, nine? The uh, the nine fifty. The effect, the nine mil vector. I think so. It's like insane fire rates. Right, if you're using insane fire rate weapons, and the ammo makes more, much more 
um, difference than anything else, I think. Firstly, on durability, but secondly, on the heating. The heating thing is like so, so dependent upon the ammo. Like when you look at it, it's like, as you really? said, right about the handguards, it's like, oh, it's like 2%, 3%, 4%, yeah. whatever, four different parts. You look at the ammo and it's just like, if you look at the good like 545 ammo, it's like 40, 50, 60, 70 for like BT, um, you know, BP, Golnick, 7M40, mm-hmm. whatever. They're like, they're like all the way up here. Like it's, it's, it's crazy like the ammo makes so much more difference so yeah if you're it depends what you're, you're using i'm not sure if ap ap63 and um, has like a, a really high heating but i imagine it probably does and the same with the well i don't know i can't remember what they've called it now but 7m31 yeah the, the meta 9 mil I'm, yeah. I'm sure that one probably also has like crazy heating so then yeah. when you're firing that out of the vector that's nuts whereas like ps out of the 762 and the low rate of fire anywhere that gun it's like not as it's not as bad because it's kind of the base some of the base rounds i actually don't know what the the stats are on on ps i need to look but i know a lot of the 556 five, rounds have quite high mm. um they have quite high heating amounts too so they really do push it up there's one of the reasons why i ended up even though it was semi-auto it's one of the reasons why i ended up using the adar in one of the tests because it's like really burns through it and i had to go up to bt for the ak's to really make it work like some of the lower ones don't really have that much of a problem um it's, it's interesting it's interesting well yeah i know it's, it's it's a funny one um i don't know like yeah maybe maybe to see more maybe see more if you're using those those guns so that's the reason why landmark's like not using suppressor i think it, that does make sense yeah i mean i i feel like that's pretty cool because we're seeing a change potentially in like the meta like these high rate of fires are just not worth running high rate of fire you know high heating ammo is just not worth running a suppressor which is pretty cool to see something being different you know instead of the same old same old but um yeah i was gonna say i wanted to hear from the audience like have you guys okay so a have you had a jam b was it a scav gun matter of fact if it was a scav gun don't even include it like i want to know if you've only like have you ever had a jam yet because i just i kind of my thing about the seven percent range is it almost makes all the work they did meaningless (laughs) because you just never like we're going to put this mechanic by the way this mechanic can be completely uh a non-issue if you just you know repair your gun after every raid or buy a new one like it just almost feels like it's a it's a bit of a waste you know what i mean like i almost dislike that seven percent feature oddly enough but i just i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure i think it's good I think it's good. I think it could have been five, honestly. I think it probably could have been five. I think mm-hmm. five would have been fine. But I feel like, I just feel, my gut instinct is that it does what it was supposed to do. That's the thing. For gameplay, it's like, it does what it was supposed to do. It punishes people who are thrashing thrash, thrashing their guns and rewarding players who are more patient and take more control shots and like look after the weapons, that kind of thing. I think that's, I think that's okay. It's, um, for me... For me, that's honestly fine. But it is a shame that so many people won't see um, some of the stuff. I don't know. Have you seen the um, YouTube? I can't remember what the guy's name is, but um, there's a YouTube channel. Maybe I'll just see if I can pull it up now. The basically is a dude who's like, his channel is, he's like had some old, uh, he's had some like old videos like a while ago, but then hasn't posted anything for ages. And then he's basically posted like all of the guns and all of their malfunctions. And that's it. That's like his whole channel. Huh. And he again, he's getting like thirty to forty k views video because they're actually like they're actually kind of cool. Yeah, um, I've heard the animations are like just majestic to watch. Yeah, he's called Cloud Rise. Cloud Rise. 
this cloud like a cloud in the sky r y z e and um it's it's really cool like because the dude like some of them especially you can actually tell how much work he's put into it right because like the sv98 because basically gets the gun to zero durability and so yeah. the, the weapon then like jams on every like third shot or something and he's got like the sv98 to like zero durability and he opens his inventory and it's just mags 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 <laughs> mags mags like, honestly it's insane it's actually insane so and like on one of them he's got like nine minutes left in the raid so he's literally been like shooting the gun like bolt action Crazy. for like 40 minutes or something so you know the the, the dude the dedication yeah absolutely but some of them are like really cool i like looked through a handful of them i probably i would say i've probably watched half of them but things like you know the rfb where like they've put in specific stuff for the rfb itself where you know it's like it's it's like blocked and then you have to like you do the thing and then you have to like shake the round out because it's like stuck in oh, like the bull so cool. mechanism yeah it's like on the mdr where there's like one of them there's like i think failure to feed i think it was or I can't, I can't remember which one, but you mm. have to, you like take off like the small panel at the back and like flick yeah. the runner and put the panel back on. It's like, they must have spent so much time. Yeah. And that and that's the thing that like makes me love BSG. That's the kind of thing that makes me love them. It was absolutely not necessary. Nobody in the community asked for this feature. <laughs> and they have spent an incredible amount of time working yeah, on it. Yeah, for sure. Just because it's their passion project and they mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. And anybody who doubts that, Go and watch those jams, and these are some people who they love their guns and they love their games. You can tell, like, there's absolutely no need to punish themselves like that because it is it is an insane amount of work they've had to do for those. Yeah. And um, it is it is almost a bit of a shame that we won't get to see them in in as much of like what you were saying, right? Those are the seven percent, and most people won't see them, whatever. Because like some of the stuff when I was investigating the, me- the mechanics and actually looking at what um what they said was going to happen at various uh, various levels of this, like. Yeah, you have you start to heat up, and then the barrel gets hot, and then you have like the the heat haze, and then mm-hmm. you get then you start to get the bad effects, like the accuracy debuff because the barrel's like overheating and like I guess warping, whatever, or like it's just inconsistent because it's I don't know, whatever. I'm I, I don't, I'm not I'm not a gun guy really, but yeah, um, yeah. I even had one of the things up because they were like, oh, it's uh, you know, there's a chance for cooking off, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I like looked it up, and I was just like, oh, okay, the the weapon is like so hot, the round can just go off inside, and like. Yeah, and then that, that like happened to me a few times when I was like testing it. Where like you know you reload in, and you as you're coming back down, the weapon just it's fires. Off. Like you didn't yeah. even press the button, and you're like, dude, like the fact that they've included this stuff that like it's it's just it's just crazy. Cool. But yeah. you have to be it's you have to be like hitting it so hard to make some of those problems occur. It even says in one of them that it changes. On some of them, you get like uh, you get like fire rate changes, which I. I know can happen in some circumstances, but I'm yeah. by no means an expert. I don't know which weapons it happens to. And I, I don't really know what like the mechanism for that is. I like I haven't really researched it, but apparently they've even included that too. So I guess certain weapons either slow down or speed up depending on how they work when they get hot. Like I, I, dude, it's it's crazy. Like props to them for that, honestly. But so uh, yeah, check out that channel. Check out Cloudrise and his stuff, because they're fun to watch. Like I I've I enjoyed watching them. They're all like 40, 40 seconds long to a minute long or something. So if you just want to like, you know look at some kind of a uh, nerd over some proper gun porn stuff then that's uh, that's the place to go <laughs> it's cool cool um yeah shout the cloud rice was the name was there any other thing you want to discuss i know i kind of controlled the conversation there for a bit no 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 that's completely fine that's fine the the only so another like another tangential topic that i did want to note at the end because i spoke about it last time a little bit 
Mm-hmm. And I have done a little bit more research. A little bit. Okay. It was okay. about the new 7N40 round. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was intrigued to see, and someone in chat rightly pointed out, well, what you have to do is just make a gun, make another gun, you know, calculate the thing and see what you think it should be. And I was like, I was fairly confident that the minus, so this is all about, okay, so so for anyone who missed what I was talking about last time, the new round for uh, 545, which is effectively, it would be the meta round if you could actually buy it, but you can't, and it's not on the fleet and, and you can't buy it from the traders, is the 740, which has 52 damage and 44 pen, which is very, very good. And it effectively makes it like a more damaging version of 55A1 for mm-hmm. the 545 platform and makes the 545 platform quite competitive because it has plus 50% accuracy for one, which is insane, wow. and minus and minus 20 and okay, and it has minus 20 recoil. All right, did you say now, plus 50%? Five zero? Correct. Yes, five zero. That's insane. It's an insane round. It's actually an insane round. But the minus 20 recoil is a very niche. Um, it's caused, I was going to say it's caused some arguments, but it's like about three people arguing in the YouTube comments on like one video. So it's not widespread, but you know, I've been looking out and trying to see if anybody's been talking about it because. The minus 20 recoil, I was fairly confident, was mm-hmm. going to be like an attachment. We talked about this last time. Minus yeah. 20% on the base recoil of the weapon. And what I did, and I haven't, I haven't fleshed this out completely yet, but what okay. I did was I went and tried, I went and found the weapon with the, with the worst recoil yeah. when yeah. you strip everything off it, which is actually the AK-105, which I was quite surprised. Um, all the other ones have 141 base or slightly better, and the AK-105 has 160 base, but I think it's because the muzzles by default are slightly better for that gun. Anyway, that aside, that means that effectively from that 160, you say, okay, well, I apply that 20%, um, and that ends up getting you an adjustment of, I think it was like 32, something like that. And so for that, uh, the one that I actually ended up doing Mm -hmm. was I made a weapon with 109 recoil yeah and used 7n40 in it which took the recoil to 77 in my model yes and then i built a gun with 77 recoil and used bp which was has it, no modifier whatsoever was it the same gun just different mods it was, it was ak-105 mm-hmm. both of them with, with different mods both at 100 percent. okay Cool. One of them at 77 recoil yeah. with BP in it. So there's no modification. One at 109 with um, 7M40, which, if I was right, should go down to 77 as well. Uh-huh. And the modded gun with BP had better recoil than the 7M40 weapon. I was like, ah, I'm wait. not right about this. I'm not right. Like, I'm wait, wrong. Wait, 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 wait. The gun. So yeah, they should have the same recoil, but if you the twenty percent acts right, on the base if it recoil worked, and it didn't work, essentially, and they should have the same recoil. Yeah, but the the buff from seven and forty is less than I expect. Well, <laughs> what you need to do next, and you might have already done this, is a BP with a hundred and nine recoil, and then a seven and forty with a hundred and nine recoil, and compare the two. 
Well, I did a very, I did a quick other comparison, and I can't remember exactly which numbers I did because I was doing it quite quickly. But I made mm -hmm. two weapons that were very similar. But I, I did it. I think I did it on eighty nine recoil instead because if you did, if you took a, the hundred and nine weapon and you just took twenty off, you get to eighty nine. And then I made an eighty nine recoil weapon, and they like it. I think it's the same. I think that's the same recoil. So my preliminary research leads me to believe that the on the ballistics page on the wiki, the number that says recoil percentage is uh -huh. wrong and it should just be recoil. That's it. Flat number. Maybe. So I'm sorry. I have, I'm very visual. So I'm trying to get some ahead. The, your second test was what now? My second test, basically, I did the same thing, but okay. I assumed instead that 7 and 40 that it was a flat, uh, flat negative 20. Okay. Instead of the because twenty percent implies thirty two right, actual right. points. Right. But instead, I did. I made it twelve. Like I shrunk the gap yeah. by twelve, so I yeah. made it like minus twenty instead. No, flat, I get you. And that looked the same. It looked the same to me when I did it. Okay. So I think I think it might be a flat number, but I need to do some more research, and I need to use some other rounds, and I need to have a look at stuff. I was going to use US. I was going to try, but um, I you can't buy seven sixty two US until Prapple three or something. I was like, you yeah. what? I'm trying to uh, I, let me pull up my video and see what I did. Um, I was going to what I was trying to say is that the other test you should do is take two AKs that have the same stat, but just have one that has BP and the other that has seven in or seven. Is it seven and 40? Mm. And, see seven and, 40 yeah. and see if there's a difference. That would be the, the third test I would do. I, I yes, they, they are. They are different. They are different because I did. Okay. I did three mags and I did one mag with BP, one mag with it. This is actually even more preliminary. I did one with a Golnik. I did one with BP and I did one with seven and 40. And a Golnik was like up here. BP was in the middle and seven and 40 was down here. And the way I did it was I put it on full auto and I did two round bursts. So I went bang, 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 okay, bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. So I got, so I got one line of like me shooting the wall and then the, the second round and then me shooting the wall in the second round and me That's shooting smart. the wall in the second round. So I got like, I got like a clear line and because of the horizontal recoil, it like, they just all right. hit the same line like this. So you end up with like a band, a Golnik, a band BP, a, a band seven and 40. So it's, it's working. It's definitely working. Um, whatever buff it is, and I think I think I think it might be a flat buff, which is quite surprising to me, honestly. Yeah, it means in game it's actually correct because it says minus twenty. Like well, all the other stuff, like if you look at armors and whatever, they say like minus X percent ergo, minus X percent move speed, minus X percent turn speed, and then you look at this, it's like plus, you know, plus this, plus that, plus the other, blah blah blah, blah and recoil it says minus twenty, and that's it. There's no qualifier. So I never wanted to assume that the game was just correct. And it says percentage on the wiki, but I don't really know the oh answer. My God. I, actually stopped by, I actually stopped by V's chat and was just like, hey, what do you think about this? And he was like, oh, dude, I don't have no idea. This is like, it's too many, it's too many of these kind of things <laughs> to really I, know. So he was like, I don't know. Maybe I need to stop by NoFam or something. I'm not sure. I'm on the mission now to find out the answer to this. Uh, I think I got rid of that video on my channel because it was so bad. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but um, someone commented on our last episode about this topic and from Potato. Oh, did they? Yeah, they said, regarding the recall stat on the 7N40, or any bullets for that matter, no food after midnight said on this stream that recall stat on bullets didn't do anything except for Magnum Buck. He said he had to test ammo recall this wipe, though. 
and then in parentheses, also using US and comparing it to something like BP. Interesting. Well, it definitely is working now. Within 545, at least. Yeah. It's definitely working. I want to say I do recall Agonic working, but some a lot of the other ones didn't. Like, you couldn't tell. It's a hard look. It's a hard thing because as I mean, I, I like your methodology because I did full auto, which the fault of that is I'm going to get a lot of horizontal recoil. And it's like the comparison is really hard there. And, and I had them like each vertical slice or yeah, vertical slice side by side, slow down. Yeah. And it, yeah, like it's it really wasn't a good testing methodology, but yeah. That's it. Well, that means a lot because if it's flat, then that's even better for the fully modded AKs versus if you're just, you know, a stock AK, it's like kind of kind of crappy to run that in there. But for well, the fully yes modded and, one, yeah. what the heck, yes dude? No. It depends on which way because there's there's like three there's three ways that this could have worked, right? One which is the way that I thought it would have worked, which actually meant that and thinking about it logically, we talked about it last time a bit with like US, it might actually be stupid and not really make sense, right? If it's 30% of the base and you're on an AKM, like that's actually a huge number of fixed recoil points. If it works like an attachment, like that's actually an insane number. So you could end up yeah, with AKs like zero recoil or something crazy just because it's such a big number. So that probably doesn't work that way. And then the other two ways that it could work is the fixed amounts is just knocks it off. That's that. That's that. Um, or the the other way, which is that it's like separate, like the gun, as we said last time, the gun's in a box and it has a recoil number and then it applies percentage to that afterwards, That's... which would be unlike anything else works, but um, but whatever. So it really depends. But yeah, I mean, it does make it kind of kind of crazy because the video that I watched was, um, it was Tiggs's video, actually, that sort of started me off on this oh, really? trend because he posted one with the min recoil AK, which is uh -huh. like 37 recoil or something. And was it like 38? I think it's like 38 recoil with like this new, the new waffle maker thing. And he was yeah. like, this is now 18. And I was like, really? Is it like straight minus 20? But I think he's right. I think he's right. That's so we'll insane. see. I, I need some more testing. That would make it 18 recoil. But I just Ugh. like, I don't know. I haven't tested that myself. And like, is that even, is that right? Does it look like 18 recoil? I don't know because I haven't bought one and made one. So I need to do more. I do need to do more work. Okay. That's, is that a potential video? Yes. <laughs> cool. I look forward to that because I've this topic is always like bothered me and interests me at the same time because it's like mm. man we don't have the tools to do it and it's not like I can just like you know send a telegram to, to Nikita and be like hey could you look into this for me you know it's just yeah. yeah so I'm kind of developing that testing methodology and then we'll see we'll see what happens see if it works very cool some Tarkov science yes cool man anything else you want to talk about before we close no, I, I think um. I think I think that's it. Other than just a public service announcement to uh, craft your wires, guys. It's crazy out there, dude. You can buy like you can buy two power cords, but it depends on when you get on. But like, I bought like forty this morning for like seventeen k or something. Oh my god, that's like a steal! Each. And I've been selling wires between twenty five and twenty eight thousand rubles each. What they sell for that so, much? Sometimes they go up there. Oh, so like peak hours, yeah, but so dude, that's so crazy. I sold a pack of eight for twenty-eight k <laughs> per thing, and I'm making like two hundred k per cycle of wires. It's mental. That's it's insane. actually mental. It's actually mental. It's very surprising how much stuff you need it for. Fifteen for generator two, five for illumination, 
Yeah. Six for there's... heat three. Eight for heating three. Four for security three. Fourteen yeah. for vents. Seven for rest space. And then it's like, then there's like all the trades you can get, like drum mags, the MP5. You there's the weapons case bar to which needs fifteen. Like yeah. you use it to craft corrugated hoses. It's in the craft for power cords, portable defibs, the power cords which you need to do for the mechanic quest, like a gas analyzer quest for like rip rounds. Like it's in everything. It's, yep. it's crazy. So people are desperate for those wires. So in peak hours, that stuff is like whoo, sky highs. You can make a ton of money. I've made like probably most, like a good portion of my, it's probably 30% or 20 or 30% of my money has been from wires, I think. Usually it's good, but this wipe has gone completely crazy. I've been selling so, yeah. meds, like AI2s, pile of meds, and wires in euros because there's uh, a weird bug. I don't know if it's a feature or bug, but I think we talked. About, have we talked about this before? I'm not sure if we talked about it on here, but I've seen Airwing's video on it. Yeah, yes, you do. yeah. It, there's like this weird thing where, when it when you list something in euros or dollars, it's not a one to one conversion in rubles. Like as far as where it lands in the, you know, lowest price sorting, yeah. it sort of like skips a few. <laughs> A thousand rubles in some cases so you technically get more rubles than you should or more euros or whatever currency you're you're selling them for than you should technically like instead of just going to the to skier and buying them you know converting rubles to euros if you sell something for euros you potentially could get you, you do get more i think it's like a 15 percent extra euros anyways yeah yeah i've been doing that because it's <laughs> dude that that feature is so weird to me but yeah it's a weird it one. is weird it's strange it's it's basically like the flea market has a different like exchange rate than the traders it's, themselves it could be an outdated one i wonder yeah so it's like when it says oh i'm gonna use whatever rate to convert it into rubles to do the sorting in the list right right it uses a different rate which means that you end up coming lower down the list than you should yes Mm. I guess higher in the list, and well, therefore, yeah, well, yeah, like more priority. Like you, you, you're high right. priority in the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, that's a weird one, but you know, I gotta get them euros to turn into peacekeeper, or whoever. What level are you, by the way? Me, I am twenty-one. Okay, I think I'm twenty-seven. Twenty-six, twenty-seven. I like struggled at nineteen. I got stuck at nineteen for a bit and was just like busy and like couldn't play. And I was like so close, and I was like. Oh, and I did like one or two dailies and was like three K off or something. I was like, oh man. So like ticked over to level 20 last night. I think I finished one thing. And then I've just been like, right, upgrade the workbench, upgrade the um the water yeah, collector, upgrade yeah. the lavatory, upgrade the nutrition unit. You know, it's yeah. just like non-stop. So I've been upgrading like a ton of modules now that I'm at like 21. And it it then meant that I could do I could do gunsmith. So then I was just like, I just mm -hmm. like piled like one and a half levels through to now I'm up to the RSAS one. So, um, so we'll see. So that got me like a ton of levels. So that's how I jumped from like 19 straight up through to like 20, like halfway through 21, because um, just unlocking like a bunch of those tasks and stuff. But I've got like, I've got a ton of tasks to do. Um, I've not actually had as much time. Well, I, I was really hitting it hard at the beginning. And then like, it slowed down a bit just because of like Christmas and family and whatever, like had yeah. people over and, and that kind of stuff been away and, and whatnot. So not as much time, but it's okay. You know, I feel like, I feel okay. Like being at 21 or whatever. I feel like, it's, you know, for me, it's like pretty good. Um, yeah i'm feeling feeling strong feeling positive and i'm feeling like things i'm like i'm happy now that i'm a mechanic too actually i feel like i'm you know, back on back on pace 
um for me because I, I can be i can be like a little bit behind and still just be like totally fine mm-hmm. so long as i'm doing the right stuff but i i think the big problem for me is that um i still don't have a second flash drive because i just stopped looking for them yeah. and i just haven't got one so like i don't, can't do any of the peacekeeper stuff and some of his quests are quite easy um and then you just go to shoreline over and over and it's quite nice to combine with punisher or whatever but i was like yeah whatever i'll just do punisher on its own oh really dang um, so I just like because I don't have peacekeeper. Yeah, um, that sucks. It's quite fine. It's just like really annoying. So whatever. Just looking like I'm going to be crafting one of them flash drives for that for that guy. <laughs> Man, that sucks. That's like such a setback. Like to wait that long because you got to get. Yeah, I oh that's the other thing. Vitality three. Why I forget about this every wipe. Why is this still in here, man? Do I really have to go to shoreline and run over barbed wire? Like, ugh. I know that that's on my horizon. Oh, uh, dude, I don't want to do that, man. Like, I I can't upgrade. Ugh, it's so annoying. I hate that so much. Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. I'm I, like, sorry, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, I just hate cheesing, but I mean, I'll do it. But I just like, God, it's like such a better than playing a thousand raids, and you're basically the goal is to get shot at. Like, what kind of? I don't know. Anyways. You just have to play factory a lot and get like Magnum bugged in That's the face. That's true. Oh, That's true. Yeah, you don't want to get shot in the face because then you hardly get any points. You want to take like a ton of damage. Yeah, it's just ah, uh, like I would much rather be like help. I don't know. I just get rid of the skill thing. Like I don't know. Just get rid of it, dude. I I think it's so annoying. Ah, so annoying. Yeah, you already need levels. You already need like trade rep. You already need you know certain trade levels, whatever. It's like. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm on that grind now, which is the Intel Center two grind. Where I'm like, okay, I've done security. Now I need to do nutrition. That's upgrading. Fine. Now I need med, but that means I need, I actually need to get to therapist three, which is twenty four, I think, level twenty four. So I'm not actually, I'm, you know, I need yeah. three more levels, and then I need to get the vitality situation <laughs> so dumb, down dude. as well. Um, but at least at least it's quick to cheese. It's actually quite fast to cheese is to it? three. Yeah, it's quick. It's really quick. It's much quicker than sniper skill. Like sniper skill cheesing is just yeah. like soul destroying. Like cheesing the vitality is pretty it's pretty easy. So as long as you get left alone, you take a grizzly, you just like spin on the spot in the in the wire and just like mm-hmm. and then when it goes red, then you like you you know you lie down, you like wait for five minutes in a bush. And then just go straight back to it and around, spin around and around. Uh, I got quite efficient at doing it, but you can do like, it only takes like a couple of raids and it's finished. Yeah. Boring. I'm normally quite close by the time I get there. Like normally I'm probably halfway through like level two or something. I think I have so, like, one it's not point. That bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, you know what they should do is have it, a crafting skill level requirement because you're ideally most people are going to be crafting already. So, like, I kind of see what they're going for. Like, okay, this is the health station. You need to have this skill because it makes sense because logic. But just having it as, like, a crafting skill, like, you know, level three crafting. And then, like, the next, you know, the, the, the next, they could do that for, like, all the stations. Like, you get to use your hideout to be able to upgrade it. I don't know. Anyways. It's just one of those things. It's like, if you make the thing too easy, then it's just pointless. If you make the thing too hard, it's just super annoying. It's like, just get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like, do, do you remember point. back in the day when you had to get, like, vents? When you had to get, do vents and you had to get strength up, and it was almost impossible to do strength before they made their changes. Oh yeah, you that? Like, yeah, like, absolutely. You had to like throw grenades or like hit a friend yeah. in the leg with a melee weapon and all this stupid stuff. Like, Stomp. it's the same thing, right? It's the That's same thing. Just, like, like, throw every grenade you get. So you literally just get a grenade and just eat it. 
that nothing you know it's like oh i gotta do this to progress so, so slowly yeah um same. there was one other thing i was gonna ask you oh i so i don't really get to do a lot of my dailies unless they're turn-ins i don't i just feel like they're too much of a time sink or that or they're like they're not on the right map <laughs> that i want to like I, I they're not on shoreline or the ones that were was like take the boda extract and it's like a lot of that one it's like uh you know it's like either i don't have a quest down there or it's like so out of the way for my path like anyways i've been finding weeklies to be so much more doable for my current playtime and schedule i don't know about yourself but it's just like yeah like i had one that was like turn in seven smoke grenades and 15 flash grenades like okay i can craft the flash grenades and then I can just spam interchange and my scav and try to like loot all the grenade boxes and, and get smoke grenades and, and I got it in, in time. But the dailies have just been like if I don't have the item for turn in, I just like I accept them and then never get them done. Interesting. Yeah, I found my weeklies have been kind of annoying. I had one which was something that was craftable and then also like find seven USBs and I was like, can I be bothered to go and like find seven USB like plugs oh, it's like so annoying island cabinets giga um, yeah i know but i've got to like actually go and do a lot of it this is this is the thing and it's just like no and then the next one i was like oh, i've got to kill together like five times so i was like okay, oh well, i'm not gonna do that yeah it's like really annoying. i've had some like really annoying ones and huh. um yeah but, like the pmc dailies i just never do because it's usually just too many and never see enough people i've had huh. that customs use the boat extract like i'm just not looking for pvp really right at this point either but yeah, use yeah the boat extract that's true and- I've had a bunch and I'm like, do I really want to subject myself to that RNG? Like I have to have the boat extract yeah. for start. So I need yeah. to be on the right side of the map and then it might not be active. Like it's not always, it's not always right. up. Right? right. And so I'm like, well, there's what is it? I don't know. Is it 50%? So it's 50% and then oh, but the right side of the map's 50%. So then it's like, what? Then it's like a quarter chance. And then there's a <laughs> potential that I need to run it like eight times. Like, dude, I'm going to do that for like 2k XP. It's crazy. I'll yeah. just do an actual quest. Like it's, it's just... There's no point. Doesn't really Killing scabs, don't mind. But um, mm-hmm. I've definitely slowed down on the dailies a bit just because, like, I was cracking through a lot of them before because I was playing um, I was playing a lot and uh, I had the time to do it. But then, like, given that I've, like, scaled back a little, um, mm-hmm. I found myself doing a lot less of them and doing more of the mm. structured quests to, to do specific things to, like, try and increase particular people's reps or actually just get more XP. Because a lot of the decent normal quests are, like, 10k. Yeah, 12K, they're pretty 8K, good. 8K. Whereas the data is like two, so you go, hmm, yeah. it's really worth it. Am I going to kill five PMCs on this one specific map? And it's usually like woods or something. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to hemorrhage money doing this as well. Like, is that really what I want to spend my time doing? Like, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been doing less of them as well, I think. But uh, I think that's fine. You just like pick and choose and it gives you something else to do. You look at it and go, okay, you know, maybe I could do that. I like yeah. the, the variability. I think it's fine. I think like the, at worst you lose nothing. You just have them, and then at best you get to like do a bunch of bunch of them, and they kind of drive you to interesting places and things. So it's uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's fine. But I, I agree that I've been doing definitely less of them so far. But my weeklies have just been annoying. Okay. Yeah. I, can't, like, really. I think I had yeah that one's insane. I think I had like kill like, some PMCs like seven or ten or something, and I. And to get that done, I can't remember what the other one was, but the low level ones are like super easy, which I was glad. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, like I now I'm thinking about it, especially those specific extract ones. Like if they get one where it's like you know, as you get higher up in the levels, take 
pure boat five times for a daily. I'm like, what? Like, is because I I'm pretty sure I gotten one that was like you only had to do it once, like take pure boat once. So it's like okay, you know, maybe I get lucky. Yeah. But if it's like starts increasing, then it's like oh my god, that's just like this is the grunt. Anyways, cool man. All right, we went for another two hour podcast as per usual now. So. <laughs> Dude, oh, so much to talk about. Such a so much. Such a great time to be playing Tarkov and involved currently. Oh she is. Oh she is. It's super fun. Yeah. Even the even this week with like less like news, but with all drops, loads of people on, like tons of people just like talking about the game and whatnot, people getting back into it and stuff. Like it's it's a good time. It's a good time for the community. Yeah. For sure. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, as always. Appreciate the support. And, um, yeah, the comments, as always, you know, I, um, someone was like, <laughs> they made a comment, and they were like, oh, I got to disagree with you here, guys. Sorry. And then the next the next paragraph, I was like, eh, I got to disagree with you guys here. And then the last one was like, all right, guys, I, I really love you guys. I really do, but I disagree, you know, <laughs> it's like... But, but uh, yeah, guys, don't don't be afraid to uh, jump in those comments and disagree. Because, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's no what it's all about. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We're for definitely sure. not always right. You know? We're definitely yeah, not always right. For sure. And I need you, Giga, to call me out on my bullshit more because I I know I'm a I'm a bullshitter. So make sure you call me out on my bullshitter. I'm putting it on you. It's not on me. It's on it's your responsibility. Oh, I feel I I don't know. I feel like it's I feel like it's okay. I feel like no. Sometimes fine. I sometimes I notice like I feel like I'm kind of like well. There was that one time we were talking about the KS twenty three or something, and I was just like I was like oh grasping at anything to make this argument stand. Oh my god, what can I throw in here? I can't remember. It wasn't like anything extreme, but you know I kind of like reflecting. I was like, eh, I might have been uh, bullshitting a bit. Anyways. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Love you. Appreciate you. And we will see you on the next episode. Absolutely. And Happy New Year to all of you. (laughs) Catch you later.